0: Hey, do you like what we
1: do but want to hear it in Boston?
0: Oh, the fucking avengers the thing with fucking chris evans you know he went to school around here and shit right he fucking grew up around here dude that fucking house in fucking knives out kid that he was in that's in fucking Weston, massachusetts i drove by it my uncle my uncle okay he's a fucking contractor all right he drives a truck it's got ladders and shit on it right he has fucking pictures of chris evans working on that fucking movie and that that asshole Rian johnson that made that fucking stupid star wars movie i hated so much that guy right yeah he was fucking there too and oh a fucking james bond kid oh shit i fucking saw james bond and shit i had to send a picture of that to my fucking aunt she was like oh my god bring him over here i'm gonna fuck him so fucking hard and i was like auntie we're on a fucking group chat with ma i don't fucking care ma can come over here and fucking fuck him too for all i care and then we went on and on and on and everybody was fucking and now i know too much about my family kid
1: then you should check out this week's sponsor the Chipman Brothers Tangent. Talking about literally anything, be it nerd news to the lasting trauma of Catholic school. Chris and Bob Chipman have you covered. Listen to the Chipman Brothers Tangent on your favorite podcasting site today.
2: Welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy, and this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Large Commander Ulrich. How you doing, man?
1: I already know the answer to this question, but we'll see. You ever have one of those weeks where you're just fucking exhausted mentally and physically, even though it's the same as every other goddamn week? Yeah. yeah. I'm having one of those.
2: Ah, alright. How about you? I am not uh, In a place that is funny to describe, so why don't we just move on through?
1: <laughs> all righty then. I believe oh.
2: before we get into anything, we have a patron sound off that I do this time, right? Yep. All right. Well, hey, forgive me, Legion, for my seeming lack of inner energy. That has nothing to do with you. We're, You're all wonderful, and we week, love you, folks. So
1: <laughs> we're just calling them mulligan. We're we're a bit off. Bear with
2: us. Yeah, but we but you're the illustrious legion. We love you. You give us money, and we can do the least we can do is say your names. And they are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vi, Brennan Agnew, John Vinnells, Kit Kenny, Seth Decker, Donald Lucy, Patrick Anderson, Karsten M. L, Scott Rubin, Derek Dicade, and Peter Cook. If you'd like to add your name to that list, you can find us on Patreon, Geeks with Shields, Dollar a month, twenty five cents an episode. Helps us out a lot. All right. Alright. <laughs> So, according to the notes I have here, our topic for the day is, what is the point of video game movies? Now, anyone who's listened to us before knows, a little peek behind the scenes, Ulrich usually comes up with the topics and then runs them by me, and I'll tweak them sometimes. I didn't tweak them this time, so why don't we just go right to Ulrich and say, what was on your mind about this?
1: Well, this is just one because there's there's two conversations that are in constant circulation and they're doubly so in recent years is, is blank the end of the bad movie game, a video game adaptation, movie, TV show? And why do people keep making video game movies? And it's like, one, the answer is this the end? It ended a while ago. We've been doing really good video game adaptations for a while.
2: Yeah, actually, honestly, and... Normally, I don't like to, I don't know how to phrase this properly. Stuckman put out a video about this a while back, basically talking about how um, the question of bad video game movie adaptations is kind of just a dumb question at this point.
1: Yes. But anyway, it was on my mind because I've been watching The Last of Us. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good. And then that, you know, question wiggled into my mind. So I'm going, like, what's the point of making a video game into a movie? All it does is make you want to play the video game. Which I say, and you answered your own question.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I, I will say, too, that I'm in the camp that, uh, like, Rampage was probably the first legitimately good video game adaptation, but Arcane was the first great video game adaptation. Maybe Castlevania, Season One, but.
1: Yeah, Castlevania is really fucking good. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so when, <laughs> when it comes to what's the point of video game movies to try to get you to play the game, I don't know if I agree with that, actually. I think
1: that's that- just the most direct layman's term, basic bitch answer.
2: Sure, I think the more... there's, there's
1: a whole bunch more going on. But if you just want a quick, five-second answer, it's to promote the product and make you want to go play it.
2: I mean, that's the capitalist answer, certainly.
1: Which is the answer of why anything gets made, unfortunately.
2: Because someone yeah, thought
1: they could make a buck off
2: it. For the most part, that is... True, sadly enough. I'd like to think the artistic answer is that...
1: That's also a play.
2: Yeah, is that different mediums serve different purposes, and they deliver different types of experiences. Now, I'm of the opinion that interactive experiences, a la video games, are basically the most advanced form of artistic medium, and while it's still very young, it has the most potential for artistic movement and for artistic uh, accomplishment, but that interactiveness creates more of a barrier than other mediums have. And I would argue that all mediums have a barrier to entry, but being interactive means it has a much more visceral barrier to entry.
1: There's also a fucking difficulty curve That's and genre type. That's what I'm
2: talking about. Well, genre type is not... Anyway, I, you know I have a whole rant about yes, game genre type. But, but
1: <laughs> let's, let's set that aside. It's like, if me personally, I think the world-dressing of Mortal Kombat's really interesting for a fighting game, but I don't play Mortal Kombat cuz I don't like fighting games. It's not my thing. But they got a really interesting world going on over there which is admirable. Yeah, which that is why would be Dark Souls. Uh I'm told it has a fantastic fucking immersive ass backstory
2: setting. But I it has setting, an amazing whatever.
1: setting whatever. There's plot and stuff going on there. I have no interest in going through the gameplay to discover that, I'm I'm always
2: sad when you say that because I feel like you have a fundamental misunderstanding of what Dark Souls is. But whatever. probably
1: I just I, I I have no interest and I have so many other games I am more interested in. Yeah,
2: I just feel like you have again no interest because you have a fundamental misunderstanding of from software games. But we don't have to talk about that right now. We'll say that I think that Dark Souls, uh, from soft in general, though those game types function. Would function very well as books, would function very well as comics. And I can't really imagine making a movie. You'd have to basically kind of shift things entirely to basically make it a prequel. You could definitely make a prequel movie for any From Software movie, or From Software game. That would be very appropriate, actually.
1: But I mean, the point is that these things slide into other mediums, sometimes better than others. But I think the other big reason of why I make video game movies TV shows is sometimes the game takes place in a really interesting setting that's a fun place to tell stories. And that's not necessarily a story you can tell in a video game or maybe not in that certain video game style. I like Castlevania to me feels like a great example. Castlevania got to do a whole bunch of crazy shit that you really wouldn't have gotten in the Castlevania game in a medium I don't think you could have done in that game style. Not
2: in that game style, but you absolutely could still do it as a video game, just be a different... Yeah, but game.
1: I don't think it would be a whole different other thing. I mean, I don't... I think this is a slag thrown episode. We talked about everyone hates Resident Evil because it's not like the games, and it's like, yeah, whatever. But it also went, this is a stupid universe where you fight stupid zombie monsters. Let's make a series of movies about that. And everyone wondered, why do they keep making these? Because they looked at what was interesting about the setting and then just did that.
2: Yeah, but I would say that that can also apply to comic books. Yes. And I feel like the way that you adapt comic books a lot of the time is to focus on, you know, the individual things that work and are transferable, like characters. I mean, in my opinion, the reason why the the best version of a video game adaptation so far, Arcane, is because it's basically someone took the idea of Game of Thrones and how it portrayed or conducts its storytelling and was like now let's put in league of legends characters and just be character driven and it's amazing plus got great animators but that's a whole different
1: yeah but that's another great example of i don't think you were ever going to get that story in a league of legends game because i don't think whoever makes league of legends was interested in telling that story in I, that game
2: well i will tell you you're actually wrong about that because what Riot, the company behind League of Legends, has done is they've basically turned their IP into their focus and they're making like 800 different video games. And uh, Legends of Room Terra is like a big part of their storytelling and like they tell basically alternate universe stories. They're almost like a publishing company at this point. They make oh, like. Oh, that's
1: cool. They make I didn't like, know
2: that. Yeah, they make like fictional bands. They have writers. I mean, remember fucking graham mcneil writes short stories for
1: them yeah i knew he was working for them but i wasn't sure if that was still like here's some fluff for you deep nerds i wasn't sure if it had shifted into no we realize the value of this product is in the setting and the ip and we're going to you know maximize that
2: like they're they've made in addition to their moba which is their original thing they have made like a a defense tower kind of game. They've made a card game. They're making a fighting game. They, like, they're making a bunch of different types of games to tell different types of stories.
1: And see, there's your answer. It's to further the reach of your product.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that it would be easy to tell Arcane's story in video game form. I think it'd actually be very difficult, but I'm I'm saying you could do it and you could do it better. But passive media offers a lot of control to the yep. creator, so it, it's just different pros and cons.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I'll go back to the example of The Last of Us, which kind of made sense because it's like, yeah, that is a game that is built on the back of this has a really good story.
2: Yeah, I, I admit I I fit kind of on the other side of I think games like The Last of Us and Uncharted and things like that don't necessarily need adaptations the they same don't. way other things do because they kind of already are extremely passive. I would
1: say the bar to clear is much higher because basically if you're adapting those, it's like, okay, you need to adapt the story of this game in a new and interesting way from then me just playing the game.
2: Yeah. I mean, The Last
1: of Us has kind of done that by let's broaden the story and go play in some other areas which we couldn't in the game. Because if we do that, people complain this game is too long or doesn't have the proper focus or whatever dumb things people say.
2: Yeah. But also what I was getting at, right, different mediums serve different purposes. And for example, in a live action adaptation, the, one of the things that it delivers better than any other medium is that feeling uh, that you can touch it that you can yes. see whatever it is outside your own window and until games are completely photorealistic games not gonna deliver on that
1: yeah because the other one they're working on and this one could go one of two ways is apparently there's a horizon zero dawn series in the works
2: uh, sure sure
1: and i was kind of iffy on the idea but Graham mcneil kind of has a pocket pitch that he pitched and i read it and like oh Actually, that sounds really interesting. And again, it's an interesting enough setting up. You wouldn't have to necessarily tell the exact same stories the game's up. This is just a fun world to go play it. Personally, I, it'll never happen. But I would be so happy if we got a TV show set in a Resistance Fall of Man universe. Huh.
2: You, know what's, like, you know what's funny? You mentioned – sorry, go ahead finish your Resistance thing
1: you're saying. It's just like there. it's, it's a weird enough, alt-timeline enough, you could have some fun with, like, a horror action series. It's like, that would be fun. And I feel like no one talks about that game except me.
2: Well, and me. I played it with you. But <laughs> Yeah,
1: but it's like the people that know it, like, oh, yeah. And then everyone else is like,
2: what? I. It's funny, you brought up Resident Evil, and Resident Evil's interesting to me because... We've now had a series of adaptations that basically took the loosest idea of what those games were and made movies in it, and then we had one movie that tried to be a lot more of a quote unquote faithful adaptation, and while none of them are good, the former at least have like a cult following for They're good interesting. Reason. Yeah, and when I look at something like Arcane, what I find's interesting is that it takes a lot of the fundamental ideas of the setting and translates them in a way that is most suitable to the story being told there and that does not match the story being told like basic uh example there's a character in arcane named jace in the original game jace is if if superman and lex Luthor were basically mixed into one character he's he's like really nice and altruistic but he's also an arrogant ass who sees himself as like the man of tomorrow and the leader who put... And his actions directly cause the birth of essentially super scientist cyborg dude, Victor. Because he's kind of a jerk. In Arcane, they basically strip away a lot of the, the, like, just straight-up arrogance and instead turn him into this guy with, like, a dream that... And he's really smart, but that he's, like... He just keeps getting beaten down and things keep getting in the way and he has to, like, try to navigate politics, try to get things going. So, like, you can see where the character came from, but he really is not the same character. The reason I'm doing this deep dive is I think when you adapt something like a video game or really any medium, comics, book, whatever, I think this is the most appropriate way to go about it. I don't think one-to-one faithful adaptations are the way when you're too slow. I no, think, that,
1: that's dumb. Yeah, Because I think, you've already done it. You're just retreading. You need to build on it.
2: Yeah, figuring out what works about the character with the core things. Keep those, definitely. But figure out how to... Make those core things in the service to whatever medium you're telling your story in. And the reason why we would adapt video games is because there are a lot of video games that have really story-rich environment setting, and most importantly, characters. And I would say you should do the same in the other direction. We have just as many terrible video game ports of movies, so I'd like them to be better, but same deal. You can turn a lot more movies into games.
1: Yeah. No, again, you're just exploring. And some of these also just work because sometimes you play a game and it's like that was a terrible game but that was a fascinating world just off screen i sure would love it if they did something with that i mean we're all champing at the bit for a metroid movie yeah just because that idea is so cinematically cool and i think there is a difference which is think we've been saying a bunch between playing a video game and watching a movie they're yeah. not the same experience
2: yeah also an important thing about that is there are some games that I don't think can be adapted in a way that is meaningful to what the original piece is, but that doesn't mean you can't make a movie using the material. Example, one of my favorite games, and it's very common online, so I'm expecting people to know what I'm talking about, is Undertale. Now, Undertale is a small, like, 7 or 8 hour game that tells a very specific story based on the fact that you are playing a game. Like, the actual emotional effect is intrinsically tied to the fact that you are engaging. Because the story is about, like, what someone with the power over essentially fictional... Or not fictional, but other beings and the ability to reset and do whatever they want to them does with that power. And it asks the question of you, the player. Could you tell that story in a movie? Yeah, but it really wouldn't impact the same way because you're not the directly... Now, all that being said... Could you make a movie of the Undertale setting? Hell yeah. It's a great setting. Monsters underground, but they're nice people, and there's a whole civilization under there. You can tell a bunch of stories about that.
1: Yeah, and that goes up great because there is the big one that really feels like the test of that concept is the Amazon series for Fallout. That can sure. go one of two very interesting ways.
2: I mean, Fallout one, is literally the kind of series where I would not, if I were in their position, I would not try to adapt any of the individual Fallout games. In fact, exactly. Pick, pick a city, <laughs> pick a city that Fallout hasn't touched and just tell a story there. People, yeah. people will tune in to see things like, you know, the the Pip Boys and Nuka Cola and the Junket like launcher. Like they don't. It's need a to...
1: fascinating, narratively rich world. Do not do a Vault Dweller is thrust into the convent. Mm,
2: we can do that. It just doesn't need to be a Vault Dweller in the Capital Wasteland or a Vault Dweller in you know future Boston during. It just doesn't need to be those specific stories. Yeah,
1: because. That one is interesting because these are the story choices that we made. Like Skyrim could also work.
2: Yeah. Oh no, Tamriel, Nern, even farther out, Nern. The planet of Nern is a great bed of stories, and the Elder Scrolls games happen across centuries. Hell, let's just look at between Oblivion and Skyrim. There's about a 200 year gap, I think, where the whole thing about Aldmeri Dominion and whatnot happens. Why don't you tell a story about that? Tell a story about the, the war between the Empire and the Elmeri Dominion. Stuff that happens literally between Oblivion and Skyrim. Actually, despite all the weird controversy about it, I think Rings of Power is a great template for that type of adaptations that we're talking about.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they made a Mario movie work. Got a billion dollars out of that. Yeah, And I also feel like that is the pinnacle of, they took the setting, and they went these games don't really have much in the way of story and they're aimed at children let's just make that
2: by the way I do still believe that a live-action Mario is worth uh, can be done great and is worth trying but I don't expect it anytime soon and I and that I,
1: feels like it's own um, I, I, I can see it but hmm
2: I'm just saying I want it to happen but this movie was good and I can wait
1: <laughs> yeah but I'm just saying it's like this idea that you shouldn't do it because you can just play the game. It's like, no, you're missing the point. This is like reading a really good book and going, man. But translating this to cinematic language is a whole other step if also, it's done right.
2: Also, there are people, and no fucking gatekeeping stuff in this conversation, there are people who just can't engage with certain mediums. There yes. are people who do not play video games for a various number of reasons. Down, you can get to the most blatant physical things of their hands can't do it. There's the
1: reason Let's Plays have taken off the way they have.
2: Yeah, so like, there are people who litter, or there are people who, it's just not a, an interest for them. They have no inner interest in that And if you try to say like, try to argue against that, then... Do you listen to music and and play every instrument? Like, no.
1: <laughs> that, that's the other thing I did not even thought about till you just mentioned it. This opens up conversations between people that wouldn't otherwise have them.
2: Well, that's what I was trying to get to, is that it's the point of exposing these stories, these characters, these things that are important to us who have played the games to people who would otherwise never experience them, no matter how much you want them to. Hell, example here. I will... They never give up on trying to convince you that Dark Souls is actually amazing and that you should give it a try. But I also don't think it's going to actually go anywhere. I would love for you to be able to experience the actually insanely rich tapestry narrative in From Software Games, even if you don't experience the game itself. And if getting a movie is the way to do that, then fucking sign me up.
1: <laughs> yeah, that seems like, again, I look at like... You got some really interesting designs. By all accounts, you've got some fascinating world lore. Like you guys actually spend time building it. It's like I feel like you're you're leaving a lot behind that you should be going. Huh? Maybe we make a movie out of this.
2: Yeah, the same thing yeah. is also true in other directions too. I've met people who don't read now you could argue that that is an unfortunate failing of our society in general. But reading takes a lot of time and takes a lot of commitment. Like, I love reading, and I still have a hard time getting into a new book. So
1: There's also a whole bevy of other issues that go into reading, that art should be made as accessible as possible for everybody.
2: Well, that's a tricky conversation. My point is simply that when you have art, that's transferred into multiple mediums you allow people to engage with it who otherwise wouldn't and i think that's yeah. important
1: and i think that the ultimate answer to the question why adapt video games for movies is like because we can and because let's see what it brings
2: now admittedly there's risk the risk is that oh yeah we've the had lots is, of
1: bad video game movies yeah
2: and the risk is that you adapt it so bad that those people who otherwise wouldn't engage with the material now never will engage with the material because they only associate that material with the bad adaptation that is a known risk. But fucking, we live a life. Don't just do the risk. I'd rather have bad adaptations and the possibility of a good one than never have any adaptations at all.
1: Yeah, no, I think Stephen King has the best approach to this all. Because everyone knows Stephen King. Everyone knows every one of his books gets adapted into a movie. Yeah, and most of them are bad. But yeah. the bad but ones get forgotten and the exactly. good ones. Exactly. Like, so the bad one, you know, came out, wasn't very good. My book is still fine. And guess what? Someone else can try again. And either way, I get paid.
2: And even if the adaptation is really monumentally bad, it just means it'll take longer. I mean, literally, the Super Mario Brothers was the whipping boy for bad video game adaptations. And it's still the reason why we haven't got a live action one again. But the point is, we still have a Mario movie now. And Nintendo has been open about making other, for the time being, animated movies. So slow, but... It'll happen.
1: Also, the weird double-edged sort of capitalism of they're going to keep trying to make that IP work no matter how many times it fails. I mean, look at Warner Brothers. They've been stepping on rakes for the last decade and those fuckers (laughs) haven't slowed down a bit.
2: And also, even if you have a good adaptation, that's not necessarily a reason not to have another one. Because adaptations can be different. The example I always come back to is The Lion King. Because Lion King is Hamlet. There's I mean, apparently they weren't actually aiming for that at first. They kind of realized it, like, halfway through. But if you try to tell me, like, oh, the story doesn't need to be told because it's already been told before, then you're telling me that we don't need the Lion King and you're wrong. (laughs)
1: Uh, I was going to say, the entire works of Shakespeare, which we have culturally plundered and replundered repeatedly over and over again, kind of puts to bed the idea of, if it's done once, it shouldn't ever be done again.
2: Yeah, like...
1: And those are plays that we're adapting into stories, we're adapting into we fucking adapt that into everything.
2: Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of a I had a good example, but I don't want to promote that particular franchise because fuck the person in charge of it, so I'm going to to put that, that one is aside. so
1: many people. Yeah, but I think
2: you know exactly which one I'm specifically talking about. So,
1: is it one that has a movie coming out here soon?
2: It's one that has a show, I think, coming out. It was announced a couple months ago. But we'll whatever, talk doesn't about
1: ma- that off here cuz I'm curious now. Yeah,
2: doesn't matter. Point is that let's say, I don't know, what's what's a good adaptation? What's a great adaptation of a great material? that has existed. Uh, I don't know. Okay, Watchmen. The people, me yes, and you, Watchmen. me and you fucking love Watchmen. And that doesn't mean that I wouldn't be interested in seeing some other person's take on the material. Maybe it'd be almost the same movie, but with a different stylistic aesthetic, because Zack Snyder is a very specific stylistic aesthetic. But it'd still be cool, and if that person wants to put up the money for it, you know, go I for will it. I would
1: fucking kill for another Watchmen. I love the Watchmen series. I love the Watchmen movie. Oh! I want to see how that gets interpreted after the decades of superhero movies were experienced. I have a
2: better, actually, I have a better example. I saw this on Twitter recently, and people were talking about not doing this. Uh, there was conversation about doing a remake of Back to the Future. Now,
1: Ooh.
2: I understand the reticence, especially because I think it was, uh, Someone said, like, make Tom Holland play the role of... Yeah, that's uh, it, the big... Which, I don't I don't care. Honestly, Tom Holland's fine. I have no particular love or hatred of him. My girlfriend adores him. But the the point is that those movies, I will say I think the Back to the Future trilogy is basically a perfect movie trilogy, even though it, it has its set of problems. As a, what it is, it's great. But telling the same kind of story, but set in, say, you know, 2020... And then going back to 1990 and then going forward to 2050 could be fun. You do the same basic plot points, but change your details, change how your characters are. Maybe you could change a little bit more even, but same basic story, kind of remake it. I would be down.
1: Ah, oh, that's a tough one, but yeah. Oh no, we're getting off into a whole other conversation, which my, is on the list for some day. My, my
2: point is simply that the, the point of making any kind of movie outside of the capitalistic because we want to make money is... Do you have an artist who cares about it? Then it's worth making.
1: Yeah. I'll just say the medium should never be a barrier to adaptation. A what? The medium should never be a barrier to the adaptation.
2: Barrier. Yeah, absolutely. Correct.
1: I mean, we, we've kind of seen that. Like, fucking Castlevania is amazing.
2: Also, there, I am interested in how really talented artists try to adapt certain things that seem unadaptable. Yes. Like, we, I've mentioned multiple times that Dark Souls, right, uh, I think would be really we're to, to adapt, but one of the most important parts of the experience of playing Dark Souls is accomplishment. Dark Souls is built into with this idea of like, okay, this thing is hard, but fair, and it's only my own self getting in the way of me beating it, and then once I do, then I get this feeling of insane accomplishment. You can see tons of people talking about this. Now, how do you translate that to a passive movie experience? I don't know. I don't know any movie that has accomplished that, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible. And I'd love to see some filmmaker try to, to translate that.
1: And failing that, you just find the alternate angle. Like, okay, this, this isn't gonna work. Let's try something else. Which is why I think we're both vaguely interested in this Twisted Metal series that's coming out.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the trailer looked like... Uh, they were in the right direction. It looked like the right tone. Like, yes. I mean, we don't, we don't see enough of it to really say anything, but the fact that it's just like, oh, it's, I don't know why that guy's name, Anthony Mackie, it's just Anthony Mackie sitting there grinning. And then like, he's got a bunch of knickknacks in his car. He's playing like fun music. It just, it has this tone of playfulness that I feel yeah, like is it, appropriate. Yeah, not going about. to
1: take this grim, serious, it and wouldn't even, work.
2: And even if it does, because Sweet Tooth is in his Twisted Metal black outfit, it's not going to be the entirety of it.
1: Yeah. And that one, again, it's like, I don't know how you exactly adapt it, because that one's just fun for the sake of it's fun to have a racing game where you also get to shoot people
2: yeah well twisted metal has what i call the fighting game like bones yeah there's also a
1: little bit of that mixed in it's, it's got, got a lot of, a lot of characters
2: Hodgepodge. that are fun and yes because like you, you to me when i play with twisted metal i latch onto a character their car their personality and i want to follow them through and see their story
1: yeah they're special how they handle which on paper feels really weird like i don't know how you adapt that to a show but that makes it interesting it's like how are you going to adapt that? Because there's character be mine, but how do you squeeze it in between yeah. all of the everything else?
2: It's funny because some video games I feel like are way easier to adapt and we just haven't done it. The classic example for me is Street Fighter. Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, honestly, but they should be the easiest things in the world to adapt. Especially Street Fighter because the storyline should just be there's a tournament. M. Bison set it up because he wants a, the world's strongest person to steal their body. Ryu shows up because he likes fighting. There. Now they all have... Now you get each character gets a a little fight. You can see their special moves. At the end, you have Ryu fight Aunt Bison. Movie's done. Super fucking simple. Stop overthinking it.
1: And I'd argue the 2020 Mortal Kombat kind of achieved that. It didn't have the grand tournament, but it was just like, hey, we're just gonna do a little bit of setup, and we're gonna have some fighting, and we're gonna give you everything you want. It's only real failing was its main character was bland as fuck.
2: Well, again, I feel like 2020 Mortal Kombat overthought it, like just have it be a tournament What's with all this like extra steps. Because
1: that's what sets Mortal Kombat apart is it's not just a tournament. It's how we get to the tournament.
2: I guess. I don't. I personally think so. I think the original Mortal Kombat movie is better at doing what we're talking about, especially because it sets up the fights as tournament fights.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited for that sequel. Apparently, uh, Billy Butcher from the Boys is in talks to play Johnny Cage.
2: Sure. I mean, I hated the 2020 Mortal Kombat, so it's hard for me to get excited, but I loved uh, I thought it was Irving. fun.
1: Carl Urban as old, battered Johnny Cage. Like, yeah, no, that feels like we're still moving in the right direction. This is fun. We know what we're doing.
2: Anyway, we rambled a lot, but the the point... I, I like what Ulrich said earlier. The 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 medium of a story is no barrier to telling it in another medium. Anyway, I have nothing else to say.
1: <laughs> Neither do I. Let us know. Are we crazy? I mean, you know, should video games stay video games and movies should stay movies and books should be books and we should all live boring, gray existences or are we right? Yeah, and what if is?
2: you're going to sit there and say that mediums or art exists in its original medium and should never be changed, then you can leave. I don't think you're interested. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's a very boring way to look at it. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. Uh, Thank you for listening. Be sure to do all of the fucking content creator-ass things, liking, sharing, and subscribing. I'm sorry for that random F word. I don't know why I'm angry. I'm just angry at a lot of things right now. I had a good conversation just now, and I'm still fucking angry. But the more people see this, the more we grow, the more we grow, the more we can do, and maybe I'll be less angry.
1: And you can find us everywhere because we are a good podcast. We've got our tendrils in everything. And if we're not in that particular everything you want, it's probably because they're assholes and they're charging us to host them. But just maybe we haven't heard of them. So let us know and we'll strike a deal and get our, us there so you can listen to us.
2: As always, this has been Axel Wright. And it's
1: Shield brother, Lord Commander
2: Ulrich. Be sure to tune next time. And as always, stay honorable.